the other refs are watching this and they're saying, hey, Dana White didn't didn't back Yamasaki up. Hey, I'm going to let it go a little bit longer because I don't want Dana to be all over me in the media. Fuck that. You got kids that are tougher than they are smart. Hands down. There's one sitting right across the <laughs> yeah, table from fuck me. You. you are and you fucking know it and you'll admit it. And now we're setting a precedent where it's not okay to stop it when the fight is over, when it is no longer safe to continue. It's it's setting a terrible precedent. I couldn't disagree with it more, and I'm fired up. So the beer is for the barbecue. We're having a barbecue here at Miller Brothers MMA, uh, July 29th. Um, we're doing a free seminar, uh, jiu-jitsu seminar, and then we're having a barbecue open to everybody. Um... We are taking donations for uh, the Global Lime Alliance. Um, and so we're trying to raise some money for Lyme disease research. And, uh, yeah, so if you're in the area, come on by. Hey, what's the address? Hey, what's the address? 22 Gale Court, Sparta, New Jersey. Hey, and welcome to the Jim Miller Podcast. On today's podcast, we're going to be going over the results from the UFC in Oklahoma City, Bellator from Madison Square Garden. We're also getting into a little bit of beer brewing, a little bit of shooting, and a little bit of drag racing. Uh, we definitely were all over the place today. I uh, hope you enjoy. Another podcast. Uh, yeah, so it's been... Uh, a long day for me because uh, neither of these two assholes here decided to come help me brew beer. Um, so, <laughs> who's the asshole that doesn't know my fucking phone number? I don't know your phone number. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like one eight hundred hot jugs or something like that. <laughs> call them all no. the time. <laughs> I call them once a one eight hundred man boobies. Man boobies. That doesn't exactly fit into the. The number, right? <laughs> We're gonna need this podcast yeah. to make it big in order for <laughs> the, me to uh the IES. be here with you during the day. Yeah. Okay. Um Yeah, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Um so we're just gonna So now you what? have well no, let's what? get back to it. So you brewed some shit beer there today some because shit beer. I wasn't there to help you. You know what? So it's, it's not it gonna went, be any good. It went smooth as hell. Yeah. My wife asked, she's like, oh, how'd it go? I was like, well, it went really well because I didn't have to worry about anybody else fucking up. <laughs> and that's why it went easy because I, I, I never had to try to catch up because somebody messed up. I'm, I, not, I'm not sure about that <laughs> logic. Neither am I. I never fucked up stirring you know, beer. Sl- <laughs> what? I never fucked You've up never had a boil beer. over while you were sitting there? No. I never had a boil over. Yes, when I was you've had here. you've had plenty. I, I do had believe a boil though. over when I was stirring it because you had it cranked up fucking high, and it's, it's like to. you can't stir fast. A rolling enough. boil. Yeah. Well. Oh, because you couldn't turn around and turn the the <laughs> nozzle down. Aren't you responsible for the burn on that October yes, fest I that am. made it the no, best beer no, I have ever drank? No, he's not. That's actually Dan. Oh. Dan burned. Yeah. Dan burned it. That was the, the most delicious burn ever. Yeah. That beer was fantastic. It was. Uh, <laughs> once in a lifetime stuff and never to be mm. brewed we'll again. It. Can't we'll be duplicated. It. That hurts no. We will. We'll get it. It was delicious. Uh-huh. We have to just recreate it exactly. Uh, exactly. Be hard. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. No. It's a double, double, uh, 
double decoction uh, mash. It's a pain in the ass. Especially once, you know, we get investors and we're, we have a brewery. We're too we, deep in it now. What did, what did you brew today? Yeah, we are too deep into it. Um, I brewed a uh, Bad Moon Brown Ale, which is kind of the go-to. I, d- I have changed them up since we uh, went up to Henniker and we're talking to uh, the brewer that was with the brewer that was with them, Chris. Um, and I I had been using caramel malts in pretty much everything, um, just for you know for that added color and stuff like that. But talking to him, he said that. Caramel malts, malts were made to make beer kind of taste a little bit stale. Uh, and the reason that they put them in, like, IPAs is because they wanted the IPA to taste like it had gone from, you know, England to India. So they were, they were trying to replicate that that flavor. So uh, I pulled pulled the caramel malts out of them. Did you fact check that at all? Because it sounds insane. What do you mean? They wanted it to taste stale. Yeah, they wanted to taste. They wanted it to taste like it tasted when it got to India. You know, like that's they were trying to replicate that flavor. So they use caramel malts. They kind of like they affect. I guess like the the flavor of the hops and stuff like that. They didn't have all the people on the boat pissing in the fucking. Well, that's too barrel pissing in the pot. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Well, how would it get to be the same flavor? Hold on a minute. If, if I was on a boat, the last thing I, I would do is pee in the beer. I would imagine that I'm surrounded by water, so I don't ever see a reason where I have to pee in the beer. Hmm. Oh, you really Bingo. think? Bingo. You really think back in the when they're on a friggin' sailboat, wooden thing rocking all over the place, that they give a shit where they pissing? <laughs> really? Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, I'd be doing it to to see how deep the bottom is, but that's just me. They're usually over three inches, though, right? Because they're pretty big barrels. <laughs> Not the barrel. <laughs> the ocean. <laughs> the ocean path. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I took the caramel malts out of it um, to try to keep the hops kind of a little bit more forward because it's it's an, more of an American brown ale. And then uh, I wanted to brew the, uh, the smash ale that we've done with... Uh, my homegrown hops. Um, we made it with the Chinook hops a couple times, and unfortunately, the the brew store up the road didn't have enough of uh, the Marisotter grain, so I had to kind of adapt and and play around. I threw some pale malt in there and some little biscuit to try to give it more of that breadiness I was going for, and I used up all the hops that I had. Now I need to get some more. Because some little furry douchebag killed my hops last year. You did not replant hops? No. Because they killed it in the garden. They killed right? it. They're pretty aggressive. Yeah, they were. Plant species? Yeah. They're weed. They're actually related to weed, too. Delicious. For those <laughs> Delicious weed. <laughs> that resin. Um, but, uh, yeah, I I wouldn't be able to, to really get anything out of them this year anyway because if you know, they need, like, two years. Um, the first year, they're going to be kind of small. But uh, I had a couple little rhizomes that were trying to grow, but they disappeared. The other stuff kind of choked them out or whatever. 
No, I know what a rhizome is, but for our listeners, we <laughs> might not know what the <laughs> fuck a rhizome is. Uh, part of it, like a root from from the hops, because they're like uh, one of those plants that you can just bury a piece of the root, and uh, it'll grow to a a beautiful hop bush that will attack you, and eventually make beer. Make beer out of it. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, what is in the garden right now? In the garden right now, in my garden right now? Yes. Tomatoes. I put some corn in. Wyatt's been wanting corn. He was t- he was pumped up about yeah, it. Yeah, he likes it. Uh, we lost a little bit, you know, but uh, should get some out of it. Uh, got some lettuce. Uh, my ghost peppers look like shit. Something, like all the leaves fell off. And then uh, my jalapenos are going to do pretty good. I think the cucumbers are going to do pretty good. We'll see about the bells. And then my horseradish. I would like some horseradish again this year. It'd be nice. Again this year? Yeah. You gave it to me like two years ago. I did. Sweet. That was very nice of me. Maybe I just took it from your house. We were there for a barbecue. It was good. You should take some of the horseradish. And that's another one. Like, you can bury, like, a piece of a peel from a horseradish, and it'll grow. Really? Yeah. It's crazy. Does it need a lot of light? Because then, no. Then maybe I'll turn my shitty lightless garden into a uh, yeah, horseradish farm. <laughs> <laughs> Grow it next to the ferns. Yeah. Uh, no, they're 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 pretty like uh, aggressive and they'll spread too. Um, like I got mine from my neighbor. He gave me a little chunk, and you just when you peel it, you take those peelings and you throw the peelings into the ground. And really? Yeah. Just the peelings. Just the peelings. That's insane. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, pretty neat. Okay, so I would like some peelings. I love, I love horseradish. <laughs> I do. Horseradish is good You know, good processing it is the fucking worst, though. Like, each time that I've done it, I've regretted not wearing a, a gas mask. Really? Is it, like, burning your lungs? Yeah, because I'm an asshole and I try to make it hot. Of course. And even if you, try, even if you don't try to make it hot, like, what they say is to, like, blend it up with some a little bit of water. And then you add the vinegar, and the vinegar, like, kind of stops the, you know, the production of more of the, the acid or whatever that uh, makes it hot. So I just, like, I'm not adding any vinegar. Um, but in order to, like, even get the lid off of the food processor, I every time, like, I'll blend it, you know, add a little more water, whatever, you know, you lean over and you get friggin' smacked in the sinuses <laughs> and like eyes feel like they're melting out it's bad probably not the smartest thing i've ever done it tastes good though so i think it's completely worth it from my perspective you're welcome you toil and burn yeah, i, I and harm myself also we can yep. eat well mm-hmm. I, I will say i think i have <laughs> a legitimate complaint that there's been a lot of traeger posts online and yeah we have not had any traeger at the podcast at the podcast i haven't eaten anything no it sucks yeah yeah i'm done not at the podcast yeah i don't have anything you fell off the wagon though you you were all like i'm i'm healthy and well now i'm just hungry (laughs) now you're hungry (laughs) um yeah you know what i need and i need i need a one of their xls the big ones for a barbecue 
That'll be nice. Do they have one that hooks up to the trailer hitch? July 29th. Are we doing pigs? I don't know what we're doing yet. We'll find out. potato salad you need me to make before I leave? Where are you going? That's Maddie's birthday. Oh, yeah. If you want to make like five or six pounds, I'll come grab it ahead of time. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I'll do that. We I'm actually, I just had a discussion about salad. your potato salad, and that oh. we had some store bought potato salad, and it sucked, and I was mad, and <laughs> we don't, we don't have the recipe. I'd really like it. Nobody gets the fucking I recipe. Know. Sorry. What bud. would it take? <laughs> <laughs> More than you got. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't have that. That. Uh, his gag reflex is deep enough for it. Uh, I really I think? I really like that potato salad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I made better potato salad than yours. You I, have I not. Smoked there, I have not eaten potato yeah, salad no, better I, than that. I, and made I, don't some, I made some smoked potato salad that kicked his ass. Nope. Yeah. No chance. That yeah. potato salad was perfect. Sometimes yeah. I cry when I'm chewing it because it's like <laughs> such a beautiful thing. It's like seeing a double rainbow with Yanni playing in the background. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Wish we had some right now. Yanni? Yeah. Yeah. It's like soothing. Which one do you like better, good. the Gorgonzola or regular? I think the regular. Yeah. I didn't even know there was a Gorgonzola one. Yes, yeah, you did. You Stop it. it. Did I? You Stop it. it. What was at the last barbecue? Both. Mm-hmm. Jesus. I always yep. make both. Huh. I didn't know that. It changes everything. I don't mm-hmm. think I've had the Gorgonzola. Because I don't think I like Gorgonzola, but I'm not sure. Uh, it's, it's pretty, yeah. Sharp well, cheese. What he does you is he puts like bacon gorgonzola. in the gorgonzola one, too. Yeah, the bacon one's my favorite. Well, then that's, that's gorgonzola. gorgonzola. Oh, yeah, then that's the one. <laughs> Glad we got to the bottom of that. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I would have been so disappointed. The other, one doesn't, yeah, the other one doesn't have bacon or no, gorgonzola. No, definitely bacon. Yeah. Has that's to have bacon. Mm. Delicious. Yeah. So you don't know what you're making. We're thinking ribs. We're thinking pork. We're I, was thinking chicken. I was thinking of doing uh, pork butts. I don't. The thing is, is I don't know how many... I mean, people, people are coming. coming. So a pig is, you know, yeah. what sucks about a pig is that you got to be here all night. Where Let's do burgers and dogs. Fuck it. Because mm. I'm not here to do the pork butts or the pigs. So yeah. You're in fucking deep shit. Yeah, we better get pizza. <laughs> we, <laughs> what the yeah, fuck? Just, just fucking you can her out. <laughs> I see how it is. No, I, I'll, I'll I see how, No, I'll come for no, some burgers Pat, and dogs. Yeah, no. Corn dogs. No, Traeger corn dogs. I mean, if I was going to do do- uh, burgers, I'd do the burger, sausage patty, fried egg. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Well, you got there. that big meat grinder. Yeah, I know. And you don't do it. I mean, your brother does all the time. I got Stop it. chopped meat in the freezer he made. Stop it. Why do, you, why do you have to get chopped meat from him? Why can't you make your own chopped meat? I don't have a grinder. You don't need a grinder. You have a food processor, don't you? Yeah. I want a grinder. You. And a meat mixer. Mm. Who has all that shit? I think I do. I think I do. Yeah. I'll do a meat mixer with you if you give me that potato salad recipe. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- so the beer is for the barbecue. We're having a barbecue here at Miller Brothers MMA, uh, July 29th. Um, we're doing a free seminar, uh, jiu-jitsu seminar, and then we're having a barbecue open to everybody. Um, we are taking donations for uh, the Global Lime Alliance, 
Um, and so we're trying to raise some money for Lyme disease research. And, uh, yeah, so if you're in the area, come on by. Hey, what's the address? Hey, what's the address? 22 Gale Court, Sparta, New Jersey. Yes. July 29th. Um, yeah, so that was like, you know, I tell people we're getting into the fight results and we, we talk about potato salad. Fifteen minutes later, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> fight results coming. <laughs> and the things Pat would do for potato salad. Um, so we'll start with the, the Bellator card and the main event was what? Just what we called. We expected the main event to be. Lay on him? Yeah. Um, Control him for 15 minutes. Chael is, uh, uh, he's, he's very good at what he does. And that oh, is, yeah. and that is play a part. His post fight was the most ridiculous thing I think I've ever heard. Um, you know, he's coming off of a loss to Tito and to go out there and say, oh yeah, I, I tapped him and, and all that stuff. When, you know, it was like, it was weird the way that that fight happened. And for him to to just kind of jump along with what, you know, some of the uh, conspiracy about the fight and, the, and to play along that, it was it's a new level of crazy. Uh, Kale, I think, has... Uh, Chale. Chale. Kale. Kale has a very... Uh, he, you know, he's always promoting the fight. And I think to a certain extent it's smart and it's, uh, you know, it's fun and he gets you pumped up. It's almost like a WWE type thing. Sorry. But there's like another point where you just can't really take him serious anymore. Yeah. Well, right? that, that whole that whole thing, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like I'll fight Tito anyway. If he wanted to come into the cage, you know, like <laughs> I'll, you know, he's like, I'm a, I'm a man. I won't back down. All this, all this stuff. And it's like. You guys just fought, and he just choked you out. Yeah, For, and from like a rear, uh, a, a side naked choke, you know, like a head squeeze, and you tap to it. Like, dude, it's pretty. Well, just promote the it, next it's, fight. It's I I know it's, it's promoting the next a, fight. Yeah, I know, and it's like, well, I don't know. It's like you people buy it. Well. That's the point. It's the fans' fault. It's your fault. It's your fault this is happening. You guys have done this to <laughs> us. The fans are well, you they are. You're ashamed of yourselves. Um, Listen, the Kale, there's no question. Kale. Kale was one of the best <laughs> fighters in the world at one point, and I think he's still extremely talented, and I wouldn't want to, like, talk shit because I think he's a great athlete, but I just... Uh, can't get can't get my head around all the run his mouth. It doesn't make mm. sense to me. If I wanted that much dramatic flair, I would watch the WWE. Mm. Right? That's two separate things. I hate it when we try to blend them and yeah. make no. fights based on that. It frustrates me. It, yeah, it's, it's a mo whenever you know. It's well, see, Vince McMahon Junior. wants that shit. Um, what? Well, um. <laughs> you turn it in, Vixman Man Jr. That would be Dana. Oh, okay. He wants that shit in the UFC. Um, well, we're gonna get to him later. Yeah. 
Uh, Mitrion Fedor. The first fight I've ever called correctly. Mm -hmm. Feels good. Feels really good. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, uh, what happened happened. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was pretty crazy, you know, to, I mean, Mitrion just wasn't, as rocked as Fedor, and and I uh, was able to to pounce and put the lights out. But it was pretty pretty crazy to see. Uh, you don't get to see a lot of double knockdowns. So, particularly like when you do see them, they're usually at you know uh, like yeah, the smaller shows. shows. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh yeah. It doesn't happen a lot at no. You know this level. Um, the only like the only time that I remember thinking like, "Holy shit, we almost had one!" was uh, Condit Hardy when they both hooked each other. Yeah, and Condit was able to stay up, and Hardy went down. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't happen a lot, you know, at the higher levels. It's weird. At the end of the day, I'm still a huge Fedor fan. Mm -hmm. I will, guy, he did, he should be in the MMA Hall of Fame. He changed the game. He revolutionized it. It might be time to transition to the next part of that career, whether that's like running a fight team or I can't see him announcing. Uh, I'm not sure <laughs> what it is, but <laughs> I think he's there. But uh, you know, and and I think he's kind of the opposite of Chael. Yeah. Right. Like polar just, opposites. Yeah, polar opposites. I, and I love it. I'm like, I get behind it. If he fights mm. again, I'll watch. I can't. Mm. I can't help it. What a uh, what he's done for the sport of MMA is amazing. Mm. The last emperor. Um, uh, Lima and Larkin. I mean, Lima. Tune him up. That was a. Uh, he did. It, it was I, I it was a lot more one sided than I thought it was. Yeah, be. I didn't think it would be that one sided, but yeah, he. But he, finish your thought, Dad. Well, he just like you said, tuned him up. Tuned him up. He yeah. smoked his ass. I mean, it wasn't even close. I mean, uh, I'm surprised he lasted. Yeah. Mm. I mean, um, the the Chandler. Primus fight was weird, you know. Another referee <laughs> budding in. <laughs> yeah. Well, I he they're really not supposed to stop the fights uh, for like anything other than you know the fouls and stuff like that. Right. Um. Like to check. To check on an injury, like if you, I mean, the thing is Chandler didn't call a timeout. You right. know, he didn't ask for it to be stopped. So if it, it, there's a part of it where it's up to the judge or the, the referee's discretion to, to look at a fighter. They can look at them for cuts. They can bring the doctor in for, for, for cuts and stuff like that. But it's still kind of weird to, to stop it and have him take a look at him and, uh, and then to pull the stool out on him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, see, I yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. There was there's been a couple fights where 
guys were, you know, had their legs kicked so bad that they couldn't get up. And they didn't stand up, and the ref waved the fight off. Well, I mean, you wave it off. But if that you can't get up, yeah. you wave it off. And the fight's over. Hmm. You know, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. It's And New, New York is the last place you want not, the doctors coming to the right, cage. Not stop it and let's have yeah. a doctor check. And um, you know. What does New York have to do to get up to speed? Because at this point, it's not just your, you know, your experience at UFC was at 208. Well, it's not just yeah two o five and two o eight two o five two o eight. You know Chandler called them amateur hour. Yeah, like the the New York Athletic Commission needs to do something, and I think you know the UFC and Bellator and the the larger events should refuse to fight there until they get their shit together. It's ridiculous. It's because no, it's, it's the mayor's brother in law that's in the commission had nothing to do with any of it. Well, I mean it's all <laughs> they're all favors for these guys to be in there. Really, I didn't they know, know that. what they're doing. Well, it's not like it's that they're they're they haven't had it there for ever. But this isn't but, a new sport. But it's not new, and like they right. should take okay. Well, you know, Vegas or uh, you know uh, Nevada and Jersey, the two oldest. Like Jersey's the first one to sanction it. Right. Nevada's right after them. People model. Or other states model their their commissions and the way they approach MMA after these two states. Like, why, why on earth does New York have to try to reinvent the wheel? Like, the the hoops that I've had to jump through in two fights there, because I mean I got suspended and they didn't tell me. Or the UFC that I was suspended until like three weeks before my fight in February. Um, because they wanted something that they wanted a test that the Bellevue ER ruled as unnecessary. Like they were worried about something. They they were worried about a carotid dissection and the the ER doctors ruled it out but they still then a couple months later wanted me to get an angiogram of my neck uh and they did uh, uh, of course they didn't tell anybody so it's like um kind of ridiculous but uh that's like it i think it's more than kind of ridiculous i think it's like negligent like we're not doing something special here like you said it's in new jersey it's in nevada and it's it. This is a big deal. This is the yeah. UFC. This is the top, the elite, and you're making a ton of money off yeah. of this. How much money did New York bring in from the Madison Square Garden fight and the Brooklyn fight? Yeah. And you can't get this together. I guarantee they could have picked up the phone, called somebody at the Nevada State Athletic Commission, and said, "Hey, can you? We just want a copy, guys. Can you send yeah. it over?" And there wouldn't have been any issues. Yeah. At and this point, they have a problem they have to fix. Yeah. And even like. Um, I mean, even the first card, the the MSG, the UFC MSG, the 205. Now, I was one of the first fighters to the venue, uh, one of the first fighters to get wrapped up. And the the commissioner that they had working had, like, no idea 
uh, about like, you know, he's telling us we can't we can't use this gall, all this stuff. And this is, you know, I had a one of the the cut men that the UFC hires wrapping my hands, and it's like, like if you, if he's if he can't do this, if he can't wrap my hands, like, what what are we going to do? You know, and it took it took you know it took a little bit to get it sorted out, and then the the higher up, but you know was able to to kind of allow everything. But it was like to the point where it's like, well, I mean. You have how have you not worked any you know boxing or anything like that or even you know you've got this idea in your head that's something we can't do something but you you don't know anything about MMA or the process of you know wrapping hands in that case and this wasn't like like I was in there Jim Miller's buddy trying to wrap his hands yeah. or something dangerous this is a UFC employee. Wrapping well, your yeah, hands yeah, that you didn't pick, whatever. you didn't hire, you weren't paying. So, yeah, <laughs> come um, on. It was it was weird. A foreseeable event that yeah. fighters will need their hands wrapped. Yeah. You guys didn't spend 10 minutes getting your head around that? Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, fighters should boycott New York until they get yeah. their shit together. I, I, I don't want to fight there, man. I don't want to fight there ever again. You know, it's, it's nice being able to fight closer to home, you know, and not dealing with flying and stuff like that. But, you know, the UFC's probably not coming back to New Jersey now um, just because it's not as a big a market, uh, which sucks because, you know, I fought in Jersey, I don't even know how many times, 16 times, something like that. Um, you know, and it's, I know you're getting taken care of. I know, I'm, you know, I know I'm, they're looking out for me. Um, and they also know how, how shit runs. <laughs> so it's unfortunate, but, uh, what do you get for being the armpit of America? Hey, Randall's asking, should the Chandler fight have been a no contest? No, uh, no, no. Cause he, it wasn't, he wasn't injured by a foul. Um, if he was injured by a foul, then, uh, then it could have been a no contest. Sometimes they do it. Sometimes they don't. It's really weird. Should have um, been just waved off. You know, it it couldn't it'd get be up a, and continue. Done. Well, yeah, it's going to be a TKO, right? Technically, um, you know, for Primus. Um, and you could make a pretty intelligent argument that Primus's leg kicks set up this injury. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was trying yeah, to get the hell out of the way. Either way, That's it, how it he rolled it. Yeah, it it doesn't <laughs> matter. You know, I mean. It, when it comes right down to it, it doesn't matter. Um, that's just the way that. Yeah, I mean, that the certain cookie things, crumbles. Certain things. I've always wondered, like, I mean, one of these times, a piece of that cage is going to be open and somebody's going to get their back slit open. Now, that can't be a TKO loss if somebody gets a big cut from the cage. You know, you can't say, "Oh, well, you got a cut on your back. Sorry, you lose." <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know how they would do that. Yeah. See, so, yeah, I mean, That's a really or, weird. Yeah. Or maybe a meteor knocks the lock open and you fall out. 
Well, not so much in the UFC, but I'm, I I'm sure some I know what you're talking local about. circuit well, shows. Well, that's why there's, the cages that's why there's are pretty supposed to be athletic missions up. that know what they're doing. <laughs> that, uh, you know, somebody could get well, a huge cut on their, you know, back guys or have, arm. Guys or have fallen out of fallen out of cages and not been able to continue. Um, you know, the 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 weird thing is, is Ellenberger got his his foot, foot stuck his, in the yeah, thing. his foot or his toe caught and still ended up losing. Right, you know, um, which is, you know, bullshit. Um, but it's definitely it's it's a lot harder to like, you know, to fight those things, uh, and to appeal. You know, they make it a pain in the ass. Very rarely do you hear an appeal work. Um, Pico did not have uh, the night that. We expected. I didn't expect him to win. Um, I really didn't. You know, it <laughs> zero zero and zero, and well, he, the kid's been. He, I mean, he's been training MMA for a long time. It's just, it's, it's not training, right? You know, it's not. Uh, it's not. Just going to the gym and 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 uh, and sparring. It's it's an actual fight. There's a lot of nerves. You know he's wrestled it at a high level, but it's still it's uh, it's different. So I think this could actually be a good thing for Aaron, right? Like, so do I. There's the he's got a great attitude about it. You know he's he's not letting it like crumble him, and you know, I mean. He wasn't, he wasn't the driving force behind the hype behind him. No, which so, is it's which not is his fault. Yeah, yeah, so it's 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 good, you know. And you you expected him to be able to to handle it if this happened. And um, yeah, I, th- I think it'll be good for him. And let's be, I mean, the kid's twenty one. He's a, an exceptional athlete that's performed at the highest level. Sometimes I think if you go undefeated, you have the uh, the Ronda Rousey curse where she didn't know how to lose and kind of lost her shit when she did, mm. where he kind of gets it out of the way, and now he doesn't have a perfect record. He knows what he needs to work on, and if if well, he goes back and dedicates himself to it, I think he'll be just fine. I, I Unfortunately, the, it was one of those fights where it's it's almost too fast to, like, what do I have to work on? I mean, he got kind of – it looked like he kind of got clipped with the knee <coughs> – he got hit with an uppercut and then kind of fell into a choke. And, I mean, it was it was over before it began. And it's not like he got, you know, beat by, you know, something, you know, a, a straight right the whole fight and was like, oh, shit, well, I need to I need to prepare to, to handle that better or whatever. Uh, you know, it was just a flurry and a scramble, and, and uh, that, that can happen to anybody, so... Uh, it's the fight game. It is. I, I think it's going to be good for him. He gets in there. He knows what it's about now, and we'll see him back better, stronger. He's a good athlete. We can rebuild him. We can rebuild. We him. have the technology. Um, so the the UFC fight night was the following night, Sunday, last Sunday. Um, Kiesa Lee, I, you know. The, we we had talked about like 
refs and all that stuff. And this wasn't somebody getting potentially injured by a ref making a mistake or, or even worse than potentially injured. But um, the, the ref should allow the fight to happen and let it play out and um, there's a side of me that is disappointed that the fight was was stopped uh, slightly prematurely but it, it was only slightly prematurely uh, you know the that choke was in. There was too much time on the clock for him to wait it out. And he even started doing his the little hand wafer as you're going out. And, uh, I mean, I think that's why it was stopped. He wasn't, he wasn't actively defending. He was, he made motions like he was going unconscious. Um, if he was, like, fighting the hands and it got stopped, then I'd be pissed. Um, but he wasn't anymore, and, and I think the only reason that it's that's controversial is because the the fight was it two fights prior uh, where Herring had the had the choke in deep, and uh, the other girl was able to get out. I don't know. It's a it's a t it's a tough one. I'm I'm torn. I'm torn with it. I'm I'm not torn, <laughs> and I'm in fact I think I, I'm fired up, and I don't. I don't usually think that Dana White is such an asshole, but he was completely <laughs> out of line with this. He was completely out of line and unprofessional. Kesa was not getting out of that choke. He was not intelligently defending himself. His arms were coming down. Kesa was done. And he got the biggest favor done to him that he didn't lose any more brain cells in that choke. He was not getting out. It was fucking over. I would have stopped it the exact same way. We're just last week talking about yeah. Tim Haig and referees letting it go too far. Yeah. Yamasaki was perfect on that stoppage. No. It was not early. He was sleep. not. No, why? Well, For why what? Not? For what? You got, some, you got some kid in there with more heart than brains. Let him go to sleep. He's a cheater. More heart than brains, fucking <laughs> save him from himself. And Kiesa, you know, running his mouth, and he was out. That's why he and let him go to sleep. Kevin Lee would have murdered him if Mario Yamasaki didn't stop it. Literally, it he would have ended his life if Yamasaki didn't save it at that moment. <laughs> and for Dana White to go well, in Dana and White's be like, an oh, idiot. this we is. We know that. Dana White is. That was out of line. It didn't make sense. And Dana White should want to protect his fighters. Dana White should take the stance. Because you know what? The other refs are watching this, and they're saying, hey, Dana White didn't didn't back Yamasaki up. Hey, I'm going to let it go a little bit longer because I don't want Dana to be all over me in the media. Fuck that. You got kids that are tougher than they are smart, hands down. <laughs> There's one sitting right across the <laughs> yeah, table from me. You. you are, and you fucking know it, and you'll admit it. And now we're setting a precedent where it's not okay to stop it when the fight is over, when it is no longer safe to continue. It's it's setting a terrible precedent. I couldn't disagree with it more, and I'm fired up. <laughs> <laughs> fired up, Pat. Is fired nice. up. Yeah. I hate yeah. it. I, Stupid. Like I said, it, he he was dead to rights. I mean, he was. And, and But at the same time, like I said – one one or two seconds. Like, that's all. He was there. It's not, you know, he didn't pull one of the moves like those, the you know, shorties ref or that ref in the, that girl fight in, in India or whatever. 
But like, I don't know. It, you want that something like that? I want it to play out. Like even as Kevin Lee, I I want it to. I don't want there to be doubt. If he wants to go out, he's going out. If he wants to tap, he he can tap. But for the ref to stop that, um, you know, it now it. I mean, yeah, it leaves paychecks unaffected. You know, his momentum's unaffected. Uh, his ranking skyrocketed. You know, <laughs> again, unaffected by it. You know, negatively. Uh, but there's still that like little bit of like, oh well, you know, the ref stopped it early or blah blah blah. And I I don't want that. If, I mean, if somebody if somebody's stupid enough to go out, then they get to go out. It happens. Nope, his hands were coming down. They were. His they hands were. were he, coming he, down. He was he doing put himself the in that, march. He put himself in that. You know, like. Like I said, if he was still attacking the hands and trying to break the grip, then then I would agree with you. He was not intelligently defending himself. But then, yeah, to to bring the hands down, like, it it looked like he was going out. It really did look like he was uh, going unconscious. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, see, I think you make him throw the fake punches like Holly Holm did. What? And she got choked out by Misha. <laughs> she was, oh, she was going like this. Punching <laughs> off her back. No need. No need. Uh, Bosch had a great performance against Hendricks. That was a beautiful, beautiful high kick he landed. Um, Bosch seems like the kind of guy that I want to wrestle at a barbecue. <laughs> right? Like, he just seems like a cool guy. I bet he's strong as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And then he throws you in the potato salad. Exactly. <laughs> and then all my wildest <laughs> dreams come true. I'm wrestling Tim, eating potato salad. Yeah. What gets better than that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Getting the recipe, maybe? Yeah. Oh, I'll get it. Have, have Tim throw the old man around, the wombo. Yeah. Tim, we have one objective. Yep. Tim looks like he would enjoy that potato salad, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> so does Hendrix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There wouldn't Hendrix be any left. Like he yeah. got the recipe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Herring had a great fight. Um, I thought she had her out with that choke. You know, I mean, uh, gutted it out. Uh, yeah, let's go to BJ. BJ. I retire. Yeah, I don't know. He's another one like Fedor. He changed the sport of MMA. BJ is responsible for MMA being where it's at today. And I will always support him. I'll always be a fan. I'm ready for the next transition of his career. Definitely. I mean, no. And he didn't even see Depspert. I mean, I thought when he did get him down in the second round, I mean, be a little more aggressive. You had probably the best top game in the sport for the longest time. And he didn't even try to move for a mount or, you know, anything. I mean, you know, he just hung out there. Well, I mean, I I mean, because he got his ass kicked the first round. (laughs) It was like. 
I mean, it was not like the first round was close. Yeah. I mean, you had the second round won, but there's a minute and 15 seconds on to go for something. Right. Try to finish it. I would have liked to have been hit if he was more aggressive. But, uh, you know, it. he's he's not that much older than me. No. But he is in his fight years. Well, I mean, his fight <laughs> years, he's way ahead of you. Because he uh, had, you know, I mean, he. He's been around for a while, and you know, you never know what right. you know what uh, he's dealing with. And like, you're the product of, you know, here's a guy that you know he's been fighting since he was a kid, basically, um, and he's capable of so much. And if you like, you throw him into a fight, he's capable of so much. But you're also still at the same time the product of what you are in a couple of weeks prior to a fight, and depending on how that goes and what you're doing. You know, maybe he wasn't working in enough of his ground game. Well, that's the thing. I mean, and he's I mean, he's done everything he could possibly do in the sport. I mean, he proved himself in the sport, yeah. so just move on. Yeah. I mean, and that was the thing. I mean, if you had a lost it, and if if he had a went for it, okay, been a little more aggressive when he was on top, mm. and um i think there's something cool about bj fighting too though from a from a different perspective he's not trying to prove anything mm. he's done it he's not trying to i don't think bj needs money he's just that's a man that loves fighting yeah. and you're watching a human at the highest level do something he loves to do and is great at mm. so it's you know kind of like mixed feelings do you yeah. tell him to stop do you I, th- I think at this point he does he needs to retire but I don't know. That's tough. Mm. Um, Guida, moving back up to lightweight, he looked awesome. Um, he even threw a scorpion kick. Just freaking awesome. Uh, you know, pressured Koch, uh and and got the dominant position quite a bit. And, and uh, you know, he really looked great. Um, he, he's been training with uh, Alpha Male for a little while now. I think that's really helping him, you know, kind of uh, calming him down a little bit in his striking because he always was so kind of spastic and all over the place. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it, uh, he he definitely looked very good. I like Guida. He's another guy. Yeah. I always watch him fight. Yeah, he's a good dude. And he's invited to the barbecue. He is. Yeah, yeah. He kicked my ass in uh, ping pong. Is he? Yeah, like, I f- when the hell was that? Oh, that was a while ago. Uh, that was really loud. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a much, I will concede in ping pong to Clay Guida. Are you, are you a good ping pong player? <laughs> no, I'm fucking horrible. <laughs> Is Clay Guida a good ping pong um, player? Compared to me, yeah. That's what I'm trying to get to the bottom yeah. of. Well, you know, he's, he's a lot better than me. He's good against a Korean zombie. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> These are questions that need answers. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, Koreans are known for their exceptional ping pong skill, to be <laughs> well, fair. They are. They, they are. are. They're great. I mean, that's it. just like, I mean, yeah, okay. Go kick the soccer ball around with Aldo. 
You can't Give fight it a try. whoever. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna play. So- I'm. I'm worse <laughs> at soccer than yeah. I am at ping pong. Well, that's it. <laughs> and I'm bad at ping pong. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So stuff that we are, and I don't even know if we're good at shooting guns. No. But goddamn, dude, I like it. Yeah. And we got to shoot some fantastic guns this last weekend. Yeah. Uh, we, <laughs> there oh, here were comes to hick bellies out. Yep. What do you mean? You got you got to talk about what you love. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it was. I do. I should probably say in all honesty that I don't believe that I'm good at it. At no. All. No. Yeah. Ne- neither of us are. Um. I. And they had, don't invite me because had, I am good at it. Yeah. Sure. You are. We had. The Tannerite incident of 2016. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. I'll bring you. You can shoot my slug gun. Don't touch the scope. You can shoot mine. The focus is in, so go ahead. You look through the scope, and it's set for my eye. All you'll see is a bunch of fucking blurry fucking sticks. All you'll so see go ahead. You go shoot at something. All you'll see is an explosion. Yeah, yeah bullshit. <laughs> yeah, bullshit. You can shoot. Here, he'll shoot yours, <laughs> and you shoot mine with the three and a halfs in it. Who, me? Yeah. I'll shoot with the three and a halfs. You already lefty. gave me your friggin'. Lefty. I'm not shooting lefty. <laughs> it, no, I can't it, get it, my left arm it up hits, there. It, uh, so I've got a... Um, a Mossberg uh, 835, and, uh, you know, I got a slug barrel for it. And you already I had was, me shoot your 460. This 460, this, it kicks harder than the 460. Um, so I was getting some 12, or some 20 gauge uh, for my slug barrel for that, and I saw these, the light field, I forget what the hell they're called, the three and a half inch, like, dangerous game slugs made for, Stopping charging grizzly bears. And they knocked over the rubber dummy. I think it's important, too. Like, the, the rubber dummy has a metal stand. Mm-hmm. We shot the rubber dummy with 9 millimeter. He doesn't move. We shot the rubber dummy with 5.56. Five, he moves a tiny, tiny bit. Uh-huh. Like like a stiff wind has hit him. We shot him with 7.62, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out of the 539. Eight, yeah. yeah. And that moves him a tiny bit more, but not not even like rocking him. We shot him with the forty five seventy out mm-hmm. of the Marlin, and that you could say shifted him, didn't rock him. We shot him with the thirty five, the three and a half, and it just <laughs> knocked him over and blew the back of him out. Mm. It was amazing. I think like they're not even. I, I guess they're technically a hollow point. Like they've got the little like a little star kind of in the center. It's more of a, like a flat point. But I think if we were shooting hollow points out of the other calibers, you would see more because they're kind of like grabbing on. Hmm. Where if you're shooting the... We're getting uh, a pass through. Yeah, if you're shooting a full metal jacket, it's not expanding in them, so it's not dropping any of that energy, so it's not going to knock them down as much. We have shot them with hollow points, though. I think the forty-four mag uh, rounds are, are hollow points, and I've, I've shot some... Uh, 45 ACP out of um, But, yeah, it was – that. it was the uh, the hardest kick. It was devastating. That I've ever, I've ever felt from a firearm. We had 
I, for, I lost count of how many firearms that we brought because you had a couple of yours. Yeah, I, I brought three gun, three guns. I think you brought like 11. 15. Yeah, <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> for three adults and two kids. My my brother-in-law came out shooting with us. It was his first time shooting. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, so he, he we were talking beforehand. He's like, oh, I'd like to shoot some different guns. I was like, oh, well, you know, I can bring mine. He's like, oh, well. You know, what else will there be? I was like, well, tell me a gun that you want, and uh, I'll just have Jim bring it because he's got two of them. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's bullshit, first of all. There was a lot of firearms there. He there got were. to shoot a lot of different guns. Yeah. He shot the forty four Magnum revolver. Mm-hmm. He actually did pretty well with it. Yeah. I was surprised. The uh, the forty five seventy is one of my favorite guns. Yeah, I feel like I need that gun. I'm not sure why or what for, but mm. it shoots really nice. What I noticed with that is I've I've never I've always been behind everybody, like a little bit more when they've shot that one. And I was to the side of you when you shot it. And you f- you feel that one. Uh, like it doesn't like that one. It doesn't it doesn't kick. It's not like a sharp kick. It's more of a push. It feels like at least it doesn't bite you like the other one does. Yeah, like although. At the gun shop, there's another one for sale because somebody, some guy bought a brand new uh, stainless Marlin. Um, and uh, it's a nice, you know, it's got like the cowboy loop on it and stuff like that. And slapped the scope on there, shot it the first time, got scope bit, brought it back, says, you know what? I'm going to, I want to sell it back to you. I need to, uh, I think I need to take up fishing. <laughs> Good for him for a minute, though, right? Because if that was me, I would have returned that gun to a different gun shop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we had uh, the, the kids. I was impressed why it was shooting the uh, the XD40. Yeah, I was doing it pretty well. And he, he was he was nailing the target with the uh, with the 22, right? Mm-hmm. Plinking him. Yeah. It was, a, it was a good couple of hours, and then we lost track of time, and... We were late for a birthday party. Yeah. My wife might have been unhappy about that. <laughs> Apparently, that was my fault. That's what my wife said. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because if, if it's my wife, you have to take the blame, and I yeah. would do the same for you with your wife. Yeah. Yeah. That's reasonable. Yeah. I was like, it's not. I mean, technically, it's not my fault. Like, N- no. And Amelia did tell us it was time to go. Yeah, like 20 times. Yeah, she was on top of it. Yeah. Should listen to it. Shut up, Amelia. <laughs> You're only seven. What do you know? <laughs> There's few things as fun as shooting a gun, and when you get out there and you got all the guns with you, you got the ammo with you. It's very tough to pack it up, mm-hmm. even if it's your beautiful daughter's first birthday party. Mm. She doesn't remember it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Not my problem. I'll be on time for number two. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> we were technically on time, by the way. We just weren't early to help set up. Yeah. We nailed it. So in, in addition to shooting guns and that being one of the most fun things you can do, we have not talked about drag racing. No. And how. That was pretty darn awesome, too. If you could combine those things, if I could shoot guns from my motorcycle <laughs> while eating potato salad, I don't, th- I don't think it gets better than that. <laughs> that, was, that was a good time. I think, we, uh, I think we need to have a podcast drag bike that we should set up. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be awesome. That's a good tax for, write-off for, too. Yeah, for you to drive. <laughs> I was I was actually really surprised that Jim 
was responsible, was responsible. And, and did not yeah. did not drive a motorcycle that day. Really? Yep. Where'd you go? Island Dragway out uh-huh. in uh, Great Meadows. Right. It was good. It was fun. Whose bike? Mine. Oh, you, you have a drag bike now? Nope. Nope. Oh. Nope. We brought my uh, ZZR 1200, and we bought the uh, the KX 500, and just just got beat by Harley because mm. I ran out of gear. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of, uh, you well, you you kept it down. Like, that's the thing. Like, which nobody understands how hard that yeah. is. They haven't ridden the bike. <laughs> you 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 could have you could have given it a little more snot. Yeah, if I ran it twice, I I should have should have got on it a little better. Yeah. We uh, you said that we were hick Billy. So when we there's like a a tech a drag race tech, and uh, <coughs> I read the rules online and you had to have a Snell helmet. So I have a Snell helmet, but it's Mike Petroselli's old helmet that I stole from him. But I hit a deer on my CBR and uh, there's a big chunk of it missing. But it still says Snell on the back, so I brought that because my new helmet I was too cheap to buy a good helmet. Is not Snell. <laughs> so I showed her the first helmet, the new one, and she's like, no, this is like, don't even drive. This is a garbage helmet. Can't use this. So I showed her the Snell one, and she, like, peeled it to the side, and it had expired in 2000. So she's like, you can't use this. This thing, don't even. And then she turned it over, and there's a chunk missing. She's like, what? what is this? Did you crash in this? I was like, yes, I hit a deer. She's like, why would you even bring this here? She's like, throw this out right now. She pointed towards the garbage. Put it, put it in the garbage. So then I, I gave her my jacket, which is plastic, apparently. <laughs> she read it a couple times. She's like, this doesn't say Kevlar anywhere. It's like, it doesn't not say Kevlar. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to borrow a, a sweaty helmet with this kid. It was very nice to lend it to me. Right. And he probably sucked for him, too, because I was pretty sweaty. Yeah, it was like 85 degrees. It was fucking hot. It was nasty. And we had to borrow a, uh, a like a Harley Davidson gigantic leather jacket that was kind of like a parachute. So we <laughs> definitely showed up hickbilly to mm-hmm. the poor boy racing. Poor boy poor racing. R- Nothing changes. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Three kids and one dirt bike. Yeah, you got you got to tell that story. Yeah. We just we had we only had one dirt bike between Dan and Jim and Mike and I and we would go riding and there would be kids zipping by on their dirt bikes and Three of us would be jogging and somebody would be driving it. We only had one helmet and we would, <laughs> <laughs> we would switch. Yeah. It's good though. Love that bike. Yeah, that was fun until I crashed it right away. To be fair, it was the best first motorcycle ride it ever. It was. It was. I have that. I'll always have that. <laughs> Jim, uh, Jim got on the bike. And uh, we gave him a quick rundown on the clutch. So he, he grabs the clutch. He throws a leg over it. And I think, did you stall it the first time? I think I did, I think yeah. He, yeah, he, he stalls <laughs> it right off. And everybody laughs at him. So he starts it again. Like, you got to give it more gas. So he's kind of on the right side of the trail. And maybe the trail is like a lane and a half wide. And he fucking zings it. Pops the clutch. The bike stands completely straight up. He never comes off the gas. He leans <laughs> off the side and just bends a wheelie. Stays on the trail. Puts it down and disappears. It's like, holy shit, that was <laughs> awesome. And you can hear him banging gears. It's like, wop, wop, wop. And then, do, 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 do. Like, oh, he's down. <laughs> but it was a very good start. Yeah. It was a pretty good crash, too. I got, like, 15, 20 feet. It sounded like fourth gear, which was probably yeah, no, about 40 miles an hour on that bike. <laughs> yeah, I was moving. Yeah. 
tried to try to turn in the the sand pit. It just dug in and flipped up on me, and I went sailing. Luckily, it was a sand pit, so I didn't get chewed up because we didn't have a jacket or boots or no. <laughs> we had jeans, <laughs> jeans a and a t-shirt, t-shirt and one helmet. <laughs> one helmet. What would you need two helmets for? We only had one yeah. bike. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, yeah. All right. Pat's giving me the the go ahead. We got any, I was just letting you know the time. All right. We got any questions? We got any conversations going on? You've been on your phone or not? I have been on my phone, and uh, I meant Plan. to actually Plan. interject it when we were talking MMA, but I shit the bed. But Michael Roberts right. had a pretty good question. He wants to know what your thoughts are on Kevin Lee trying to jump the queue and fight Khabib. And what's a dream matchup for you at the moment in lightweight? Um, I you know I think Lee's you got to hop on that momentum, man. I mean, Khabib hasn't been fighting, um, so it's a it's a much easier for him to get that fight right now. Uh, I say I say go for it. I think he's doing doing the right thing, trying to go after him. Um. And for me, dream fights Anthony Pettis. Basically, a week away. That's the one. That's what I'm looking for. Jesse Vance wants to know: How do you feel about Mayweather versus McGregor? And with the styles of each fighter, will it be worth watching? Not. Yeah. I don't know, man. I. I just. I. I don't see. Uh, I don't see McGregor lasting. I don't. I don't see him. You know, I, I think he's gonna gas out, and uh, you know, punch himself out. Um, he's not. You know, he's not one of those guys that goes through and and like you know, the the second fight with Diaz. He didn't go and fight for twenty five minutes and look fresh. Um. You know, he was he was gassed out. Mayweather can go for fucking hours. Um I I, I think that I think that uh Mayweather is just gonna be way too elusive and just put hands on him. I don't I don't know. I I think the only way that he he stops him or drops him is just out of fatigue. Um from from uh McGregor, but uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of kind of one of those things. Might as well go to a bar and, and watch it. You know, it's it's not going to be the greatest boxing match ever. I'm not paying for it, <laughs> just on principle. <laughs> I would like to watch it, but I will not pay. You for know, it. you know what the like the fact that it, you're looking between the two guys, you're looking at over half a billion dollars. They're going to be making like it's, that's ridiculous. Too many stupid people. Ridiculous. In this world. I, how does shit. that even? How does it even work? How how the hell does that even work? Do they know that they're going to sell that many pay per views? That like you can say that. All right, Floyd, you're going to make four hundred million dollars to fight. Four hundred million dollars. Like, holy shit! I, that's crazy money. 
I, I, it's, I'm, I'm just having a tough time wrapping my head around that. <laughs> 400 mil. I'm sure there's analysts that can predict probably you know, to the $100,000 how many pay-per-view buys they'll yeah. get. Well, they'll be. You know, th- yeah. I mean, like I said, no shortage of stupid people. Well, come on. Don't. Don't say it like that. Uh, on the you're flip side, you're talking about two fantastic combat well, it's gonna sports be the same as It's going to be the same as Couture and Tony. No, it's not because sure it's it not MMA. doesn't make any difference. you got him boxing but wait a, a minute. boxer. Wh- what, about Tony, him boxing. what about Tony versus Silva? Sylvia. What do you mean Tony versus Sylvia? James Tony. James, James Tony knocked out Tim Sylvia. Mm. No, it didn't. Well, what? pretty sure it did. I'm like ninety percent no. sure. No, uh, who knocked out Tim Sylvia? Uh, Mercer. Mercer. Mercer knocked his head off. Yeah. So, um, so then I'm just giving you the counter. Yeah. To yeah. That. <laughs> Thanks for leading. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, it's like Mayweather's not. He's not. You know. I mean, he's he's what? He's forty something like that. Pushing it. Um. You know, he's not the same boxer that he was 20 years ago. He's never had power. But he's still. He's never. I know. I know. Still I know. I understand. 100 that. times the boxer I understand Conor McGregor that. is. I, I, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it's still. There's, it, there's still going to be something going on. Whether yeah. that's whether that's for the first three rounds, Connor's freaking swinging berserk at him or standing in a Taekwondo stance. Trying to box him, uh, <clears throat> or you know, it's however many rounds it is. What is it? Twelve. Twelve rounds. Yeah. Uh, Mayweather just freaking pitter pattering him and frustrating the hell out of him for twelve rounds. Like, it's still it something's still going to happen. Like the fights, there's still some fight to it. I think Lozon had a good point when we were talking to him last week about what's that? Right, two weeks ago. <laughs> two weeks ago feels like yesterday. It does. Um, but about Connor not adhering to normal boxing rules because he's not at that level, so that he wouldn't respond to the feints as well mm. because he doesn't have that same level of knowledge. So maybe it is tough to box a guy who's not at that level who yeah. is completely unpredictable. And listen, if Connor connects, he's Mayweather's going down. There's no. always that possibility. No. If Connor connects clean, Mayweather's going down. Yeah, but I don't think he's going to connect clean. He's, yeah, if he I connects don't think he's clean. Connect clean. That's that's the thing. I don't when has when has Mayweather been connected clean? Who has knocked him out or knocked him down? He's only been, he's knocked, been knocked, knocked down out. three times in yeah. his whole career. Right. Yeah. I, Which is and a you think wild number? Like right. the 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 only thing is about that, like you know, going with somebody who's actually like. Uh, a lower technical level, so you, the normal setups and stuff like that don't work. It when it comes to like, when it comes to things where you need somebody's body weight, like when it comes to avoiding punches, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how technical some or how how little technique somebody has. It becomes easier. Like when it, if you're going to try to lat, lateral drop somebody that, you know, or, or foot sweep somebody, you've got it in your mind that you're going to try to do something, you know, uh, high crotch somebody or something like that. And they don't know how to wrestle or they don't know how to do judo or whatever. 
it is more difficult because like it's harder to set up. It's harder to get them to move in the way that you need them to move. But when it's two guys standing in front of each other, throwing hands, I don't, th- you know, if there's more tell from that a punch is coming, there's more tell that a punch is coming. And, and as a counter puncher, that's great. You know, and Floyd is a counter puncher. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a freak show. Definitely what a freak it is. show. But, like, it, I mean, all it does is. I mean, good for them making money. Yeah. I mean. Hey, Tom Kelly says he's in to shoot guns with us as his first Ooh. non-military gun shooting. All right. Tom, we're doing it. Yeah, we don't. You are in. Amr <laughs> <laughs> says that uh, Jim is looking jacked and tan. I'm very tan. I was I was outside brewing all day. <laughs> the fuck are you looking at, Amr? That's <laughs> Jack. <laughs> I had to cat like the basement is such a mess that I had to carry my fermenters uh, into the back as opposed to rolling them. Um, it was like buck ten, buck twenty, jacked up, doing curls the whole time. One arm, <laughs> bam. <laughs> you know, so you're looking at like a keg uh, with. What probably ten or no eleven to eleven to twelve gallons of unfermented beer in it, just jacking out girls. I was doing some some uh, some shoulder raises, get those pumpkins. Yeah, thank God. Yep. Hey, Will Getling Tried wants to, to know. Get by and you'll be trapped, dealt with. <laughs> Will Getling wants to know how you see the uh, Willie Maya fight going. Can Maya? Backpack him. He can submit him. Yeah, I think he can submit him. Uh, There's uh, no one Maya can't submit. Well, Masvidal. Um, you know, but yeah, he he can submit. He can submit him. It. I don't know if. Uh, I don't know if Woodley's anti jujitsu game is going to be good enough to stop Maya. Like Masvidal has. I mean, he trains down to ATT. I mean, he's he's got uh, like some of the best best grapplers, you know, and jujitsu guys on the planet um, to train with, and has been training with him for for years. Like, he's got a very underrated uh, ground game. Um, you know, Woodley Woodley's kind of the same. Woodley has a better ground game than he has, than he gets credit for, but I I just don't know if it's good enough to to prevent Maya from backpacking him, you know, choking him. But Woodley's got some ridiculous power, but uh, I don't know. It'll be a good one. Good yeah. one to watch. I'm looking forward to that fight. Yeah. Somebody's somebody's getting choked out or somebody's getting knocked out. Yeah. No, no decisions in that fight, I don't think. You never know. I hope not. <laughs> You never know about that. So, all right, I think that's all we have for today. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Catch you later. Thanks for tuning in to the Jim Miller podcast. Remember to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast so that we can keep bringing you more. 
Also check out jimmillermma.com to stay up to date with everything that's going on. Thanks.